Hello everyone, this is your boy Nightmare K-Hawk back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday, January 14, 2023. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of news to get to. We saw the San Francisco 49ers destroy the Seattle Seahawks. That game wasn't even fair. Now we got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers having a thriller right now. But I think the Chargers are going to win. But we will see here probably after the show. I'll let you guys know before the show is over and update. And I do have a major announcement to make as well, folks. So let's go ahead and get into it, ladies and gentlemen. So we got the first article on ReclaimTheNet.org. The White House boasts brazen entitled social media censorship demands. That's right. Social media censorship demands, ladies and gentlemen. So... The latest batch of revelation into the social media censorship directed by the White House revealed a range of broad, often petty censorship demands, some of which are purely requests to boost President Biden's image and show him and his family in a better light. The revelation came as a part of discovery in the ongoing lawsuit against the government for its alleged First Amendment violations. Making clear requests to silence American citizens through online platforms. The new Civil Liberties Alliance, also a platinate, and the lawsuit shared some of the documents obtained during discovery. Today we explore some of the new revelation, flagging often truth content. The document shows that the White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob, pressured Facebook to censor borderline content that did not necessarily violate the platform's COVID-19 misinformation by but could result in a vaccine hesitation. On March 21st, 2021, Facebook caved to the pressure and agreed to limit the spread of often true content that undermines people's confidence in vaccines by removing groups and pages that are disproportionately promoting the sensitized content. White House Director of Digital Strategy Robert sent an email to Facebook with the subject line, You are hiding the ball. In the email, Robert, I mean not Robert, Rob <clears throat> referenced an article by the Washington Post about research by Facebook on the drivers of vaccine hesitation on its platform. Rob added to the White House COVID-19 response team, Senior Advisor Andy, to the thread. And, and, uh... <clears throat> And uh, what is that? An executive whose name is redacted in the document replied that there was a misunderstanding. Rob replied that he had been asking pretty directly about how much borderline content has been increasing vaccine hesitation in the steps the company is taking to reduce the spread of, of such content. Rob noted that the Post reported show you have data on the impact of borderline content, but the company was taking him in circles when he asked for it. He added that the White House was gravely concerned that Facebook is a top driver of vaccine hesitation. They wanted to know what Facebook is doing about it and how the White House could help and to confirm that you're not playing a shell game with us. Andy wrote the, that Facebook appeared to be trying to meet a minimum hurdle instead of trying to solve the problem of misinformation compared to other platforms. You also asked us about our levers for reducing Viral of vaccine hesitation content. The Facebook staffer replied, as you know, in addition to removing vaccine misinformation, we have been focused on reducing the virality of content discouraging vaccines that 
do not contain actionable information. This is often true content, which we allow at the post level because it is important for people to be able to discuss both their personal experience and concerns about the vaccine, but it can be framed as sensitive, alarmist, or shocking. Demand a reduce a general skepticism. This is unbelievable, folks. Andy, a senior advisor on the White House COVID-19 response team, asked about misinformation on WhatsApp, a message service owned by Facebook parent company Meta. A Facebook executive said that the what WhatsApp already has forward limits and labels that reduce the viral spread of misinformation. The executive pointed to a change made in April 2020 that reduced the spread of repeatedly forward messages by 70%. Unimpressed with the changes, Andy told Facebook that the bigger issue was general skepticism. He asked how the company was measuring the effectiveness of the changes. Wanted Twitter to remove or label first lady Jill Biden's meme video. Deputy Director of Digital Strategy Christian emailed Twitter about a meme video featuring the audio of a kid cursing and yelling at the first lady telling her to shut up just as she was about to read his story to a young audience. And trust me, folks, I'll be putting a link to this description uh, in the description below to this article, by the way. Would you mind looking at the video and helping us with the next steps to put a label or remove it, Tom asked? When Twitter said it would add an event page to provide context, Tom wanted more asking Twitter if it will put up a, a manipulated media label. In Twitter's thread, Tom kept attempting to justify why the video should be labeled or removed, and Twitter kept pushing back saying that Although the video has been significantly altered, the team has not found it to cause harm or impact public safety. W wanted to know why Instagram had temporarily stopped recommending President Biden. With an internal technical issue, temporarily prevented Instagram from recommending President Biden's Instagram account. The White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob, responded in a bizarre, entitled fashion. Are you guys fucking serious? Rob Rage, I want an answer on what happened here, and I want it today, Rob demanded. Rob then asked Facebook to boost President Biden's account as remediation. Facebook declined. Had to be told that Meta couldn't intervene in private WhatsApp messages. Rob also asked how the company could implement interventions in WhatsApp considering the messages are private and encrypted, meaning even Meta doesn't know what people are saying in them. The company explained that it partners with the WHO, fact-checking groups, and government to promote official COVID-19 narratives on its app. It said it reduces the spread of COVID-19 misinformation via mass market or scam bans, demand censorship of Fox News, Tucker Carlson, and Tommy Lauren, and other communication with Facebook. Rob demanded to know why the tech giant was not since reposted by conservatives like Tommy Lauren and Tucker Carlson that questioned COVID-19 vaccines and why it was actively promoting anti-vaccine pages in Instagram search. Facebook said that the Instagram accounts were removed. We explore that in more detail here. This is unfucking believable, folks. Said Facebook failed at monitoring code language. Rob also shared a memo that was circulating in the White House in April 2021 accusing Facebook of failure to monitor events on COVID-19 disinformation its failure to remove non-English disinformation and failure to stay updated on code language used to evade its misinformation policy. Last August, President Joe Biden tweeted that the inflation was zero in July. 
Twitter Birdwatch, a community misinformation reporting program, flagged a tweet noting that the inflation rate in July was 8.5%. Biden was referring to the change in inflation from June, which was at the same rate, 8.5%. In an email to Twitter, White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob, wrote, happy to connect with you with some economic economists who can explain the ba- the basics to you. The National Economy Council Senior Advisor for Communications, Jesse, was added to the email thread. I like the feature, Lee said after a Twitter executive explained Birdwatch, but the note is factually inaccurate. You are in effect calling the president a liar when his tweet is actually accurate. The White House says such requests are not... S- Censorship. In May of 2021, Rob told Facebook it never requested the removal of vaccine hesitation stuff, but slowing it down seems reasonable. The White House has insisted that it doesn't flag posts from social media censorship, despite the previous press secretary, Jen Psaki, saying it does. Ladies and gentlemen, so again, and I'm going to keep saying this every single show. While you're sitting here arguing over which cryptocurrency is better and your talk about how you're going to fight for freedom and all this bullshit and get people into digital cash, this is what's going on in the White House. This is what goes on in the United States government, folks. This shit right here. This is the White House constantly in contact with these centralized platforms, Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, telling them to censor your content. Because they don't like it. You need to censor this. How dare you call the president a liar? He can lie all he wants to. Really? That's misinformation, sir. The same thing that you call us anti-vaxxers about. See, folks, this is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, I have canceled my trip to Monerotopia. I will not be going to Monerotopia 23. I've canceled my trip. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to waste money going to Mexico. None against the Mexican people, but I am not going to Monerotopia. I will go to Mexico when I choose to go to Mexico. I'm not going to their event. I am not liking the way the Monero community is going. I'm not liking the way Monerotopia is going. I'm not liking a lot of things going on in the Monero community. Just to get on a sidetrack, folks, but I'm going to get more into that. Later in this show. But moving on. China Weibo bans more accounts for COVID policy criticism. At least 1,000 accounts. So over 1,100 Weibo accounts have been banned or temporarily suspended for criticizing or questioning China's official narrative on the pandemic and policies. According to the SCMP, Weibo said that it had addressed over 12,800 violations, including criticism of medical workers and experts, and issued permanent and temporary bans on 1,120 accounts. The accounts were banned for personal attacks against health experts and inciting conflict over the government's COVID-19 policies. In a statement, Weibo said it will continue to increase the investigation and clean up all kinds of illegal content and create a homogenous and friendly community environment for the majority of users. A few days before the ban, Beijing had said it will have a zero tolerance on activities that use the pandemic to disrupt social order. Recently in China's Southwest, there were reports of clash between retrenched workers and riot police at a pharmaceutical plant. 
according to the footage and posts on Chinese social media, which were soon censored, the protests occurred in Chongqing on a Saturday after workers were laid off without notice. The plant is operated by COVID test kit manufacturer Zubo, and some source have said the protest was related to the workers being laid off, and others have said that it was related to the workers' wages. One individual who claimed to be a temporary worker at the factory wrote in an online post that the workers were abruptly asked to leave the, the production line and gathered at the square where they were then informed of their early release for the Lunar New Year holiday. So there you go, folks. So there's China, Weibo, banning people for criticizing the government. There's your censorship, folks. And I keep telling you, this is going to continue, folks. Continue, continue, continue. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop until we do something about it. And that's 100% facts, folks. They're never going to stop until they're either dead or out of office. So moving on to our next story. This is about Meta. Meta. Meta bans comments supporting election denial protests and riots in Brazil. So here we go again. Meta said it will, it will remove content promoting or endorsing the riots in Brazil. On Sunday, former President Jar supporters stormed the uh, Congress building and the Supreme Court building in the Capitol. In a statement, Meta spoke, spokesperson Andy Stone said, We're also designating this as a violent event, which means we will remove content that support or praise these actions. We're actively monitoring the situation and will continue removing content that violates our policy. Like the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol, media has blamed tech platforms for allowing a spread of alleged misinformation on social media for fueling the riot, the recent riots in Brazil. Several leaders in Latin America, the U.S. and EU, and even uh, Bolsonaro himself condemned the riots in Brisla. Current President Liz, or Lula, described the riots as barbaric and order the use of federal forces to restore order. Following the riots, Lula Workers' Party called on supporters to attempt a pro-democracy rally in San Paulo, Paulo to speak out against the riots, which it described as terrorist actions. The Socials and Liberty Party also encouraged supporters to attend the... Wait a minute. The Socials and Liberty Party also encouraged supporters to attend the rally. So there you go, folks. So you got Meta going to ban anybody that's supporting the protests or rides in Brazil. So if you're on Facebook or Meta and you're starting to talk about or support in the election denial protests and rides in Brazil, well, you can forget it because they're going to remove your content. So... More and more censorship, folks. More and more censorship. It's unbelievable, folks. It's unfucking believable. These are your centralized platforms, and that's why we need Web3 more than ever. But moving on, we got another story. So Twitter CEO tweets after pressure from Pfizer directors. So the Pfizer board member directly contacts Twitter and expressed concerns about a tweet going viral. So a nearly released email from the Twitter files has revealed that Twitter censored a tweet from Dr. Brett, a board member at the biopharmaceutical company Atiza Bioscience, after it was flagged by Scott, a board member at the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer. Scott, 
and Brett, both currently served on the board of several pharmaceutical companies, have backgrounds in public health. So Scott is a former Food and Drug Administration commissioner, while Brett is a former Assistant Secretary for Health and former Acting Commissioner of the FDA. Pfizer produces COVID vaccines, whereas, was that, at test, Bioscience develops drugs to combat COVID. In the August 27, 2021 email, which was published by journalist Alex, uh, who is this? So, Alex, that's right. Alex complained to Todd, a center manager on Twitter, public policy team, about a tweet from Garridge that claimed natural immunity to COVID-19 was superior to vaccine immunity. This is the kind of stuff that is coerced. Gallit wrote he, here, he draws a sweet conclusion of a single retrospective study in Israel that hasn't been peer-reviewed, but this tweet will end up going viral and driving news coverage. According to the recent old Boyle forward Grelod's email to Twitter strategy response team, a team that was tasked with handling complaints from Twitter's most important employees and users. Uh, Burson said that old uh, Boyle didn't mention that Grelod was a Pfizer board member in the email and instead wrote, please see this report from the former FDA commissioner. An analyst from Twitter strategy uh, response team quickly found that the tweet didn't violate any Twitter's Misinformation rules, according to the Brenton. However, the tweet was still slapped with a misleading label and had the had its replies shared and likes disabled after uh, Golly complained. This label and the restrictions still hasn't been removed. Even though several high-ranking health officials, such as former White House COVID response coordinator Dr. Deborah Burks, had since questioned the effectiveness of COVID vaccine when it comes to Preventing infection, Brenton also claimed that one week later on September 3rd, 2021, uh, Gottlieb complained about a tweet from COVID lockdowns and vaccine skeptic Justin Hart. The Hart tweet that Gottlieb reportedly complained about stated, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but a viral pathogen with a child morality rate of 0% has cost our children nearly three years of schooling. Brenton alleged that Gali complained about the tweet when the Pfizer COVID vaccine would soon be approved for children in 5 to 11. However, Brenton said that this time Twitter refused to act. Previous Twitter email release has revealed that during the same month that Gali was complaining about Garner's tweet, he also flagged one of Benson's articles to Twitter. Brenton was temporarily suspended for Twitter days after Gali flagged his article. Gali responded to the revelation about him. Flagging Gari tweeted by claiming that the publication of this email was a selective disclosure of his private communication with Twitter and that it had stoked the threat environment and incited and instigated more menaces dialogue with potential serious consequences. Gurley accused Garley accused of Gutley, Gutley of scheming with Twitter to apparently put Corporate interest first, not public health. So we got some beef going on, folks. Very beef with the Pfizer director and a couple other people here. But let me know what y'all think, man. Like, this story, I can really give two fucks about, personally. 
Um, I just don't like the Twitter censoring all this stuff. I know Elon Musk and his board is trying to uh, do away from that and trying to make it a freedom platform, which I don't believe, by the way. We all know it's never going to be a freedom platform because Elon Musk is a puppet for the New World Order. We all know this. Um, but yeah, let me know what y'all think about that one as well. And then we have one more story, folks, and that's the CDC publishes language guideline. I mean, I thought the CDC was for the Central Disease and Control. I thought they were tasked to prevent disease, but apparently not. So the CDC appears to be deriving from its main role of controlling and preventing disease by providing language guidance for the media and others. A document titled Preferred Terms for Select Population Groups and Communities encouraged people to use non-stigmatizing language. Language and communication products should reflect and speak to the needs of people in the audience of focus. The following provides some preferred terms for select population groups. These terms attempt to represent an ongoing shift towards non-stigmatizing language. We recommend using this section as a guide, inspiration to reflect upon word choice and choose words carefully. Inclusion, appropriation for a specific use and audience. Best practice include engaging people from the popular community of focus to find out what they prefer, the CDC said. The following are definitions of terms in news Speak dictionary inmate people slash person who are incarcerated or detained often used for shorter jail stays for youth in detention facilities or for other persons awaiting immigration proceedings in detention facilities. I mean, is the CDC serious right now? Like, what the fuck? Now you're the dictionary? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so next one is uh, offender. So, person in pretrial with or with charges, disabled, people with disabilities slash a disability, drug users, addicts, drug abusers, person who uses drugs slash people who inject drugs, alcoholism slash abuser, person with alcohol use disorder, person with relapse, person who returns to use smokers, people who smoke, crazy, people with a mental illness, insane, people with a pre-existing behavioral health disorder, really? Okay. What is Newspeak? Newspeak is a fictional language described in a novel 1984 by George Orwell. In the novel, Newspeak is the official language of dystopian society ruled by the party, and it is intended to make it easier to control the thoughts and beliefs of people by limited range of words and ideas that can be expressed. The party believes that by controlling language, it can control the way people think, therefore make it more difficult for them to rebel or challenge the government's authority. <sighs> Reactions Highly censored Dr. Robert Malone weighed in on the issue in a column. The problem is that the CDC evidently believes that there should be no social stigmas, that if one commits a crime, is in prison, is an addict, or is involved in behavior that must find offense or are illegal, it is not okay to use the term to direct describe the activity because socially judgment might hurt someone's feeling, Dr. Malone said. So the CDC is apparently afraid that we might hurt people's feelings by using unapproved terms and that this would lead to a threat to public health. This comes down to a new popular opinion among mental health care professionals that harmful language ultimately increases stigma on the individual, which reduces one's belief in the ability to change as well as their motivation to ask for help. 
I went to Plum Med and tried to find data to support that hypothesis. A quick review of Plum Med shows that it has over 1,300 publications with the keywords stigmatization language. What I found was a lot of first-person stories and cases studies about how healthcare professionals have either witnessed or been harmed by hurtful words. But what I didn't find was clear evidence that calling someone an addict, prisoner, smoker, handicapped, undeserved, underserved, rule or, I mean, rule in a vast margin group of words that are now labeled as being inappropriate by the CDC actually do harm. This isn't the first time the CDC has taken an interest in influencing speech. Last month, it was reported that emails between an employee at the CDC and Twitter had revealed that at least one CDC staff member and the U.S. Census Bureau had access to Twitter's dedicated partner support portal, which allows approved government partners to flag content to Twitter for censorship. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 1984. Welcome to the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Seriously, welcome to the Fourth Industrial Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, because this is our future. They're going to censor language. They're already doing it. They've been doing it since the pandemic started in 2020. But ladies and gentlemen, they're now censoring content. The CDC now has authority to tell you what you can and cannot say to somebody. And we're going to give you the definitions because you may hurt somebody's feeling. You know what's funny about this, folks? When I was growing up, right? I got bullied as a kid, you know what I'm saying? I got bullied as a kid because the way I look, the way I dress, the way I carry myself. Always a loner, um, kind of really didn't talk to anybody too much, you know what I mean? Kind of stayed to myself, always off from my own world, and I am to this day, you know. But, you know, we never had a problem in 94, folks, when I used to get made fun of, you know, I had water poured on my head, had a balloon busted on my head, things like that. Um, used to get dunked on, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, because older kids would play basketball with me and they would dunk on me, you know, stuff like that, and make fun of me and stuff like that, and steal the ball from me. You know, and clown my clothes and things like that, but you know what's kind of weird? I never had a problem with it. I mean, I never freaking cried in the corner. I never broke down in tears. I never, like, spazzed out. You know what I mean? I really didn't think nothing of it. Just like I don't think about a lot of things when people say stuff to me, especially in my DMs. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I had a person scream at me today. You know what I mean? You know, she got very upset. You know, I, I had a full paragraph and stuff, you know, cursing me out. Well, not really cursing me out, but she was pretty mad. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> don't get mad at me. Blame your government, you know? It's not my fault they have the immigration policy the way it is. You know, go blame them. But, hey, I just let her know, you know, about the gig economy. And she got pissed off about it. Screamed all up in my DMs. Was pissed off. You know what I mean? But it is what it is, man. You know, we're both grown adults, you know what I mean? I could take it. You know what I mean? It's just that, you know, I think uh, you need to do some research on the gig economy personally. But, uh, you know, remote work and all that good stuff. You know, I just saw a documentary, a news article on CNBC International about, you know, gig economy, how people are moving to like, uh, I think it was South Korea or something, or China or some shit. 
And, uh, you know, you're talking about people moving from the United States, people moving from Europe, going over there. And, you know, so I'm just like, okay, well, that's cool. You know, I, I was just going off based off that clip I saw. You know, no need to get mad about it. No need to shout about it. But, folks, this is what's going on. But back to the article, this is what's going on, folks. This is, this is what's going on, man. Like, right in front of your eyes, bro. The Fourth Industrial Revolution is really right around the corner, folks. They need one more crisis to really bring it in. And it's pretty much game over for the citizens. Um, brain chip implants, folks, are going to be the norm. Um, people getting chips in their hands and stuff like that. So we, most likely, most of us will be cyborgs. Um, it's pretty sad, though. You know, and this brings me to why I am not going to uh, Moneratopia 23. I've decided I am not going at all. Um, I've canceled my, I've canceled my, um, I've canceled my hotel. I've canceled my flight. Um, yes, I have my passport now, which is a good thing. So I'll try to go somewhere else in the world, you know, check out maybe the Bahamas or something or go to, uh, uh, Malta or somewhere else. Nothing against the Mexican people. It's not the reason why I'm going. I'm just, I'm just really like done with all these crypto communities personally. Um, I will go to conferences that I want to go to, you know, with the, the whole thing about judgments and people getting all angry and pissed off because you're going here or going there. I mean, it's just childish, man. It's pathetic. Um, I'm not really liking the way the Monero community is going. As I told you about a year ago, the Monero community is going to split in two folks and that's happening now. So I really am not going to go. To Monero Toby 23, like I said, I'm not really liking the way it's going right now. Um, I don't feel respected in that community at all. Matter of fact, I don't really feel respected in any crypto community to begin with. But that's because I'm a loner. I really don't trust people to begin with. And I don't really like people at all. That is the honest truth. I really don't like people to begin with. Because I think most people are idiots. But, um, and they're easily influenced. Um, so my thing is like, I just can't do this anymore. I really can't deal with people in their fucking objective views. I just really can't. It's really asinine. It's really asinine at this point. I mean, I'm a grown man. I'm 35 years old, folks. Like, some point I'm gonna have kids. Like, I can't be dealing with adults that act like fucking children. You know what I mean? Like... It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. You know? Like, that's why I agree with Kiki Palmer when she said, there's no such thing as adulthood. Is this that you grow up and be an older kid? I think that is 100% true. Because this is pathetic, man. Like, you can't sit here as a grown adult and literally get mad at somebody for making an adult decision. You just can't. You got to be man enough or woman enough to respect somebody else's decision. This is why I always tell people, I truly believe in freedom. A lot of these people don't believe in freedom like I've always said. They don't. They don't. Because if they really did, then you wouldn't care. This is why when people talk to me privately, folks, there's a lot of dogs out there that I respect out there 
you know what I'm saying, in across all crypto communities that we talk privately about stuff. And the funny thing is, and I really got to talk about this, so pretty much all the articles are done, folks. I'll link all these articles in the description when I'm done after the show. And there's two more articles that definitely are going to be linked in there, so make sure you read them as well. Um, so you're getting one, two, three, four, five, six. Damn, you getting seven articles tonight. But um, I read five of them, but the other two, I'll link them in the description with these five articles. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So, the the dogs that I talk to, the people that I'm really down with and really cool with, you know, and shout out to those people that we really talk to privately, that I could pretty much discuss anything with you. Um, so, I really appreciate that. And, and it's not a lot of people, so it's, I could pretty much count those people on my one hand. So, with that being said, it's one of those things, man. Where we look at it from an object view. And I tr- and like I said, I truly believe in freedom because if somebody wants to fucking put drugs in anybody, let the motherfucker do it. As long as they're not hurting anybody, as long as they're not hurting the environment, I don't give a fuck. If you want to be a slut, then be the best slut you can be. As long as you're not hurting other people. And as long as it's not causing harm to the environment, I don't give a fuck. Same thing when it comes to cryptos, bro. If you want to be a holler, holler, be my guest. Long as you freaking know the pros and cons, long as you're not hurting other people and freaking hurting the environment, I don't give a fuck. Period. I don't give a fuck. Bro, I don't. My problem is with most crypto people across the entire crypto landscape is that people get in these fucking echo chambers and they act like they are better than you. That's the fucking problem. That is the fucking problem. And this is one of the reasons why I'm not going. Because I am tired of... Of certain people in the Monero community acting like they're better than everybody fucking else, bro. And the problem is, bro, it's not even that they're better. This is the real issue. A lot of these Monero people want to be celebrities. That's the point. It's not about privacy. It's about being It's about being famous. It's about being rich and it's about being famous. It's not about the privacy. They don't give a fuck about the privacy. Most Monero people do not give a fuck about the, the privacy as what or the fungibility? So don't let these motherfuckers fool you. They don't give a fuck about fungibility. They don't give a fuck about the price. What they care about is the price. Cause all you saw on Monero Twitter today was, oh my god, the price of Monero going up. Oh my god, the price of Monero going up. Oh my god, the price of Monero skyrocket. Oh my god, Bitcoin is down eighty percent to Monero. Blah 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 blah. But guess what? None of that shit's gonna matter in about three weeks. In three weeks' time, none of that's going to matter. Why? Because they're about to pull the rug on most of the crypto market. Monero's about to take a hard pullback. All these cryptos about to take a hard pullback. Everybody's jumping for joy. You saw everybody on Bitcoin Twitter and Dogecoin Twitter and Zcash Twitter and BSV Twitter. And all these crypto communities going ape nuts, right? Folks, like I said... 
it's gotten to the point where I just got to walk away. See, I got to walk away. It's kind of like the same thing I did when MySpace was popular. When everybody was going crazy over my Oh, look at my page. Look at this page. Look at my pictures. Look at this. Like, comment, blah, blah, blah. And I had to walk away. Until what happened? MySpace started to die off. And then I came back. And when I came back, what happened? MySpace died. Just like that. Gone. Right? Facebook shows up. Right? 2005. Here's Facebook. Now, of course, I wasn't in college yet, so I couldn't get on, but I did end up sneaking on somehow. And, uh, and this is the thing, folks. And, um, here's the thing. Back to crypto, though. It's getting to that point, folks, where it's gotten completely out of control. Where a lot of us OGs are really sick of these new scumbags. We're really tired of you. Like, seriously, we're really tired of you, bro. Like, it's really getting irritating. Like, folks, it is hard to talk to people about about crypto. It really is. It's very, very difficult now. Because everybody wants to hodl their fucking cryptos. Including in the Monero community, which is pretty pathetic. Which, that's not what Monero was designed for to begin with. It was designed to be digital cash, not a hodl coin. But because the price going, oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. No, I don't. I don't want to spend my Monero. Mm-mm, Maybe it'll go to two hundred dollars. I, uh, I'll, I'll just hold this until you know the price takes a dip, and then I'll buy more. Which is fine. You should buy more if you're gonna fucking spend the shit. But if you're not going to spin it, you're going to hollow it, you might as well buy Dogecoin. You might as well buy BTC. You might as well buy fucking uh, XRP or fucking BNB coin. I mean, it's pathetic. Fucking pathetic. And this is why I tweeted what I said. Once they fuck, once Monero breaks out over a thousand, no one's going to use it. No one's going to fucking use it. No one's going to use this digital cash. No one's going to use it. Everyone's going to hollow it. Everyone's going to fucking load up, holl it, cash the fuck out, get their stupid Lamborghinis, their 18 fucking uh, garage mansions, and all this bullshit that they don't fucking need. And then what's going to happen? Fourth Industrial Revolution is going to kick off. Everything's going to get taken from them. They're going to be living in a shitty-ass apartment, probably about 500 square feet, hating their fucking lives, and they're going to say, well, what the fuck happened? Uh, what the fuck happened was that, uh, all the humans lost their jobs, the robots, AI, and drones took them, they're now using crypto to pay each other, and your stupid ass is on a CBDC, broke, desperate, and helpless. Poor, desperate, and helpless. And now you're living on UBI. So you did all of that to end up with what? Nothing. And as they're going right now, as I just read to you in these articles, they are censoring like a motherfucker. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen in the future? 
You're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to get on the internet because you're going to have to have a digital ID. Because all of this misinformation is going to push us right into digital IDs where you have to have your digital ID to log on to the internet. And guess what else you're going to have to have? The jab. That's right. You're going to have to have the vaccine before you can get your digital ID. But you got to make sure you have, you're updated with your COVID shots because you can't be a health risk. See, folks, this is why I always say to people, if you really want to establish establish freedom, you really, you really, really, really have to be willing to give up everything. Everything. You have to give up your privacy tech. You have to give up your smartphone. You have to give up the internet. You have to give up your gaming. You have to possibly give up your marriage. You might have to give up your kids. You have to give up Everything that you have just to establish freedom. Now, I know what you're going to say, nightmare. Well, how is that possible? I can be free living the way I live now. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't be free having Monero, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, or any cryptocurrency without being connected to the internet because they're digital currencies, which means they're on the internet. You will never be free as long as you continue to live the lifestyle you're living. It's not going to happen. Never ever will you be free because the parasites, WEF and the WHO, Bill Gates and the Bilderberg family are getting ready to make it illegal for anybody to get on the internet without a digital ID because of misinformation disinformation. We got to verify who the fuck you are to make sure you're not a domestic terrorist. We got to make sure you're not a conspiracy theorist. We got to make sure all of this shit before you can log on the internet. And yes, that's coming down the line, folks. That's coming down the line. So you better get yourself prepared, folks. And if you think you're going to sit up here and oh, nightmare, I got all this privacy tech and no one's going to be able to trace the track, you better think again. You better think of fucking game, bro. You already are traced and tracked. Anytime you drive a vehicle, anytime you go in the store, anytime you buy gas, anytime you fucking go anywhere in the world, you are tracked and traced and monitored, surveilled and watched. So unless you plan on never leaving your house ever again, and I mean ever again, and you build, you live in a fucking fortress. Then, bro, sis, you're going to be monitored, surveilled, tracked, and traced everywhere you go. I don't give a fuck you have a graphene OS fucking phone. That means nothing to them. They have biometric scans. They have cameras. They have droids everywhere. They got fucking, uh, did I say drones? Drones everywhere. They can fly way above in the fucking air to look where the fuck you are. They got satellites in outer space. They can track and trace you everywhere the fuck you go on the earth. So what are we talking about? If you drive a gas car, you're already being tracked and traced. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. There's a tracking device on your gas car. Guaranteed. Unless you built it yourself. If you bought that from a car dealer or you bought that from anybody in your neighborhood, that has a tracking device on it. Most all cars do. Period. Any model past 2010 has a tracking device in it. 
Every single one of them. It's required by law for any car past the year 2010 to have a tracking device. Every last one. Period. If you plan on going to Monero, Tokyo, I wish you the best of luck. I am not going. I will be going to a Bitcoin conference in the United States, though, in Atlanta, Georgia, in September the 6th through the 9th. I am not going to Mexico. No disrespect to Insane Medic, no disrespect to Space, but I'm not going to Monerotopia. I'm not doing it. I've, like, I, I just can't be around, I cannot be around people that shout at the rooftops, we're going to establish freedom because I have Monero. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. It takes more than that to establish freedom, bro. How would I know this? Because I lived it. I lived it. For two years. Being a homeless person, I live what freedom is. You know what freedom is? Not paying any bills. You know what freedom is? Not being able to shower. You know what freedom is? Having to hunt down your food. You know what else is freedom? Living in the, in the fucking desert. Hoping you don't get eaten by a predator or a tarantula or a freaking diamondback rattlesnake. Scorpions. Jumping spiders. Yeah, buddy. Very free. I was free. But guess what? Was it one of the happiest times of my life? 100%. But see, Monero me. are you willing to give up everything you have? To be free, including your Monero, including your cryptocurrencies, including your privacy tech. Are you willing to give all of that up to be free? Because if you're going to go live in the forest, bro, or the desert, you don't need any of that stuff. All that stuff that you have, your privacy tech, your Monero, your Bitcoin, Dogecoin, BCH, any of that stuff, you won't need it. Trust me, you'll be free, but you won't need any of that stuff. You can cancel all that. You throw away your Graphene OS phone. You throw your, your Linux laptop away. Your Linux computer. You throw all that shit in the trash can. Throw it all away. You don't need it. Trust me. You do not need it. You'll be free. You won't be tracked, traced, blocked, or censored. And you'll be able to do whatever the fuck you want. In the desert, in the mountains, or in the fucking forest. But guess what? All your communication with friends and family, gone. You have to make your own food. You have to figure out your own shelter. Still want to be free? Let me know and I can get you set up. But a lot of you don't want to be free and you know that. You know you don't want to be free. Because you like convenience. And like I said, folks, I know. I haven't lied to myself. I already know. Then I'm a slave. I've been a slave for a long time. A long time. And I can be honest with y'all. As my audience, I can be honest with y'all. Being a slave and in this prison is probably one of the most optical illusions you will ever live in your life. 
period. End of story. See, a lot of us like to lie to ourselves, folks. A lot of us like to lie to ourselves. Oh, well, if I do this, I'm going to be free. You know damn well that will not get us free. You know that. But we got to make ourselves feel good, right? See, the uh, there's two addictions, folks, that people freaking uh, fall for. Two addictions. One is... Um, one is... Uh, what is that? The illusion of freedom. And the other one is hope. Everybody has hope, right? Everybody got that hope word. Oh, if I do this, I hope we will freaking have the courage to overthrow these parasites. If if we if we just if we just get the right politicians, I hope everything will change. Well, it's not gonna change. Not going to change until you make the change. So you can hope all you want to. But hope is not gonna, is not a uh, retirement strategy. Hope is not a freedom strategy. It either is or it won't. There's no hope, folks. There's no hope. The only hope we have is to put our differences aside, kick their ass, drag these son of a bitches out of power, and throw their ass in the ocean. That is the only hope we have. That's it. But that's never going to happen. Why? Because we're too busy arguing about shit that doesn't matter. Bye, folks. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to go ahead and link these uh, articles in the description. I hope everybody has a wonderful Sunday. I am off Monday, folks. So I will be, this podcast will go live. I'm going to go ahead and put it live on Tuesday for everybody to see at about 6 a.m., Eastern Standard Time, 3 a.m. Pacific. So this podcast will be live on Tuesday, folks. So I'm going to go ahead and make this live on Tuesday instead of the normal Wednesday. I'm going to get this one out there. Um, But again, folks, I'm pretty much done with all these crypto communities. I'm pretty much through. Like, I'm only going to go to crypto and Web3 conference that I deem is applicable for myself. And do me. Um, I'm just really sick and tired of these people. I'm really sick and tired of a lot of these crypto groups. And these quote unquote anarchists. And these quote unquote allegorian people. And these quote unquote dark markets. And all this bullshit. I'm just tired of it. It's really ridiculous. I've tried my best to bring people together. To freaking stand together. But all your shit aside. Until we establish freedom again. But nobody wants to fucking listen. So I'm fucking done. I'm done wasting my energy. I'm done wasting my time with people. I'm going to go see the world the way I want to see it. To the places I want to see. So screw this. You know, I'll go to Mexico at some point, folks. But I'm not going in May. Forget about Monerotopia. 22 was my first and last Monerotopia. I won't be going back ever again. Um, Like I said, I'm not happy the way it's going. And best for my health and best for myself and my freaking spiritual being self. I'm going to focus on other adventures. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy Nightmare K-Hawk signing out. Peace. Be nice to each other. Have a good one.